What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. How are you, everybody? Welcome. Let me get the uh, chat box out. So anybody that's tuning in, if you want to participate in the Miami Comedy Podcast, make sure you uh, type in on the chat box. You guys are welcome to join. Today we're going to be talking about... Today we're going to be talking about where you like to vacation. There we go. There we go. All right. Now I got the audio fixed. Welcome, everyone. How are you? So we've got some new followers today. We got a really good meme out. Who knew that Drake and Kanye West were such pop stars in Miami? Wow. What a surprise. You make a meme with those faces and everybody starts flocking to your page. I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? Uh, Juancho says, hi, everyone. Greetings from Medellin, Colombia. Hey! Uh, my dad is from Colombia. Great to have you on, Juancho. Thanks for joining us. Saludos desde Miami. Uh, I eat bandeja paisa very often in the city. And one place that I would recommend is a place called um, Masitas. There's one in Kendall that is absolutely delicious when it comes to food. Do you know why it's delicious? Because in the back, the owner's grandmother's doing the cooking. Now, some people might say, well, shouldn't she be retired? She loves it. There's nothing better than a grandma that's Latina in the back cooking for many people. Oh, it excites them. It brings them back to life. It adds a couple more years. There's nothing more excited, exciting than seeing a grandmother, or excited, really, because grandmothers get excited. When they see a lot of ingredients in the pantry, and then they look out, and there's a lot of people waiting to try her food, she just gets full of enthusiasm and energy. Ay, Dios mío, tengo que cocinar tanta comida para tanta gente. They absolutely love it. Masitas in Kendall. Highly recommended. Also a very good friend of mine. Curly, Pat Paz, Edu, Amina, Curly, Curly Nye, welcome. All right, um, so I want to ask you guys a quick question. Today I was contemplating what to, where to go for this year's vacations. The, the, another question is, can I go on vacation? How many, how many places are locked down? I haven't been following any news stories on what is locked down, what isn't locked down. It almost seems like we're in a cycle with this whole Omicron. Omarion, whatever they call it. And I want to go on vacation this year, right? I want to go on four vacations minimum this year. Once every three months at least. But I wonder what is closed and what isn't. And what would I like to see if I do go out? Usually, when I go on vacation, I like to visit places that are outdoors. Call me an outdoorsy person. But I think living in Miami for a long time makes me the kind of person that wants to leave the city you know what i mean like traffic kind of bothers me skyscrapers they bother me uh places that are just full with people shopping and partying they, it, it gets boring so i like going to the mountains and most of the places i've been to uh last year and the years before were mountain places like i've been to uh the mountains in north carolina i've been to the mountains in uh, the grand canyon of course the mountains in washington and I just like going on top of like some sort of hiking trail and just looking out into another mountain in the distance. 
I climb mountains so that I can look at mountains in the distance, look at the trees and look at the rivers, and I'd be like, it's good to be away from the city life for a little while. And that's what I do, right? That's what I go for. But the thing is, uh, now that, you know, we're in the pandemic, I don't know where to go, man. Um, apparently, there's some cities where you got to, like, show your vaccination card to go into places. And there's also cities that still have places that are closed down. And it's like, I don't know where to go. Another thing that I like doing during vacation is I like visiting cities that are not that popular. Natalie Lotus, welcome, the, the accountant. Yours truly in HD. Hey, GJ. What's up, man? The life of Big Easy. Young Mezcal. We got some people tuning in, man. What's up? Where do you guys like to vacation? Put it in on the chat. Share with, uh, share with us for this episode of the podcast. Uh, another guilty pleasure I like doing whenever I go on vacation is I like visiting cities that are not popular. I like visiting cities that are very low in population so that I can surprise the people that are there. Like, I remember when I went to Cleveland, I'm walking around Cleveland, I'm looking at all the historic sites. Cleveland is a place that is uh, full of nothing. There's nothing to do, but it's so historic. I guess it's kinda, it kind of like went through its phase. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like a teen that went through a phase, and then it's like, all right, I'm not part of that no more, and everybody just moved on. Because, like, famous presidents are buried in, buried, sorry, are buried in um, in Cleveland. The Rockefellers are buried in Cleveland. Uh, it's, it's one of those cities that's just so rich in history. Like, one of the Federal Reserve Banks are there. And that's why I like going to places like that. Because you go in and you see, why does this place suck? You know what I mean? Like, I like, <laughs> I like visiting these, these places just to, like, wonder, like, what is it that makes this place so not popular? And you go around, and then you kind of, like, get this other world information of, like, oh, this is why Cleveland was popular at some point, and not anymore. And sometimes when you go to places like that, they ask you where you're from, and then when you say, I'm from Miami, they completely... Like, get appalled. They're just like, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. You're from Miami, and you came to Cleveland. Why? <laughs> right? And so I got to explain to them. It's like, man, sometimes the extravagant lifestyle of Miami can be a little too much. But that's another downside of vacationing when you go, when you leave the city of Miami. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of standard to fill. You know what I mean? I don't think any beach has ever come close to how exciting or dangerous <laughs> Miami beaches. You know what I mean? Uh, if you ever go to the nightlife anywhere else, it doesn't match to the nightlife that Miami has. Now, the bar scenes, are they better outside of Miami? I think so. Uh, whenever I go to bars that are outside of Miami, they're bars that you find in various places have more uh, alcoholics. There's more um, conversations outside of Miami when you go to a bar. Like, if you want to get the best kind of tourist, uh, not so, sorry, not tourist. If you want to get the best kind of tour guide, go to a bar in a place where bars are popular. For example, Cleveland. Go to Seattle. Go to the bars in Seattle. And don't go to the fancy bars. Go to, like, the dingy, broken down, primarily breweries or places that serve more beer than they do liquor. Go to those places, and you're going to meet some personalities that will tell you anything you want to know about the underbelly of that city. All right? If you go to Miami, if you ask anybody for tour guide information, they'll probably be a tourist themselves trying to tell you what they're going to do. Oh, you know, I'm going to go hit up Club Live. 
Then after that, we're going to do Club 11. And then when you ask a local, hey, what's there to do in Miami? Yo, you got to hit up Club Live. And then you got to go to Club 11. <laughs> Miami is the only place where the locals and the tourists give you the exact same information on what to do in Miami. Oh! There you go. There's the joke right there. Let me write this down. Then your boy forgets. Uh, Miami is the place where, is the kind of place where the locals and tourists give you the same information. On what to visit. Right? Because Miami, even though Miami is a popular vacation spot, there's only a certain amount of things to do in terms of extravagance, right? Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm new to the city. Where, where should I go? Well, you got Brickle, you got Wynwood, and you got South Beach. Yeah, but I really want to get to know the city. Yeah, Brickle, Wynwood, and South Beach. <laughs> What's there to do with Coral Gables? Ah, Coral Gables kind of sucks, man. You go eastbound on Coral Gables, it's just a bunch of canopy trees and restaurants. You don't want to go there, man. Go to Wynwood. Get your purse snatched. Have you gotten shot in South Beach yet? Oh, you'll love it. Go to South Beach. Go into an area where you're not supposed to go. Go into the alleys of South Beach and get mugged Miami style. You'll never forget it. (laughs) If you want a memorable experience, go get robbed in South Beach. Go get your car towed at 3 a.m. In a place that didn't have any signs that told you not to park there. G. Andrea XOXO says that's not there's not much to do in Miami. The hype is real. You know what? Andrea's got a fantastic point and a great segue. Uh, it does Miami live up to the hype for a vacation spot? The answer is yes, up until two weeks. Once you stay in Miami past two weeks, you realize that we do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Andrea for that insight right there. Miami is the kind of place that the hype is real. But then when you show up, let's say, all right, let's say, for example, you visit Miami. Oh, I had such a wonderful time, man. I was in South Beach during spring break. I had, a, I had fun. Or I was, I was in Miami during Art Basel. Wynwood was so lit. We were having such a good time, right? And then you, let's say you go back home to Louisiana or whatever you're visiting from. You go back home, and then in your head, you're like, I got to move to a place like Miami. The weather is warm. The people know how to party. And there just seems to be such a good thing going on there. So you pack your bags. You save your money. And then you move to Miami. Then you have two weeks of you doing exactly what you did during vacation. And then after that, you stuck doing the exact same thing. What do you mean the only thing to do here is Club Live in 11? That's it? And Art Basel, I got to wait till December to to live like a tourist in the city that I'm living in? Oh, no. And the housing rates are high? They got me. (laughs) And that's how they get you. That's how Miami gets you. It's a trap. It's a tourist trap to the point where the tourists want to move here, and then they got to pay high real estate prices. (laughs) Hey, there's another joke. Shout out to Andrea. Andrea made that connection right there. So shout out. Well done, Andrea. All right. So Miami is like a tourist trap where 
tourist visit, move here, and get stuck with high real estate prices. <laughs> housing, no, not real estate, housing prices. We got you. Welcome to the Miami trap. I'm going to go to a Miami resort. Yeah, the only thing you're going to resort is paying high housing prices. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was going to live fancy here. Nope, nothing here. Just the same nightclubs. Oh, are you tired of club space? Are you tired of club 11? Are you tired of club live? Well, that's all we got. Shout out to Andrea. Curse and blessings. Walter, what's up, man? He says, get a Groupon to get robbed in South Beach, then go to a heat game. Something to tell, yeah, a story to tell people when you get back home. Yo, man, what you do in Miami? Yo, you wouldn't believe it, man. I got robbed in Wynwood, mugged in South Beach, but then I caught a heat game. <laughs> that was the highlight of my vacation. And then I got my car towed, my rental car towed. Turns out the rental company and the tow company are in cahoots. <laughs> My lawyer did some research on Hertz and uh, Oscar's, rent, uh, Oscar's towing company. Turns out they're brothers. <laughs> They've been following me the whole time. And then they got me in a place that didn't even say I couldn't park there. Yeah, the towing in Miami Beach is definitely next level uh, robbery. It's like crooks, right? And they don't care, right? You don't, because the thing is, if you get your car towed at 3, 4 in the morning, nothing matters except getting back in your car, even if it was a shady practice. Like, there's no sign here that says I can't park. Exactly. If you think about it, there's no sign here that says you can park. So, we towed your car. I'm sorry, bro. That's just how it is. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. Whatever language you speak, your car's not here. <laughs> Oh, man, legit. Absolutely. Daddy, Tepi, Robert, Laura, welcome to the chat, everybody. We're here talking about what it's like to visit Miami on vacation. And where do you guys like to go visit whenever you go on vacation? For the locals, all right? This is a question for the locals. If you move, well, I wouldn't say move, but if you visit another place that's not Miami, where do you like to go? Like, what? Miami sets a pretty good standard in terms of weather, if there's anything that Miami has to get credit for is the weather. Uh, the weather can either be, you know, sunny, it can be rainy, but nonetheless, it's still weather where you can dress comfortably and you don't have to, like, uh, plow snow in the front, right? So that alone is a big plus for a lot of people to move here. But then you also got traffic, and then you've got shady people, and you got a horrible dating scene, and, like, you know, Parties is the only thing to do at night, but not with Miami comedy, okay? You've got the option to go out to a comedy show and socialize with people that love to laugh. I'm just throwing it out there. There's a quick plug. Quick plug, visit MiamiComedy.com if you guys want to go to a comedy show. And speaking of which, tonight, Tuesday nights, we're at Dom's and Brickle. So if you want to drink and dine, which is a legit place to go out with your girlfriend or boyfriend, I highly recommend tonight's show. Again, MiamiComedy.com. Bam! You saw that? In and out. You get the plug in, and you get right out. All right, uh, Lorenza Sand says, don't forget that Florida's put up and put down hurricane shutters from June to November. That's another thing that you got to look forward to in terms of living in Miami. 
that when you have hurricane season coming around, it's a party in itself, except it's more isolated. Miami is such a party city that when it's hurricane season, we put the shutters up just so that we can keep the party indoors. <laughs> hey, put the shutters up and invite four people we like, man. We getting drunk in here. All oh, the lights went out. That's fine. That's happened in the club before. Let's turn on the 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 uh, generator. And you know what? Plug a strobe light to the generator. Let's make it a little more uh, homely here. Uh, Danny says, La Ciudad Marmol, Marimal. Nothing else to do. Yeah, so, okay, so, uh, yeah, all right. So I, I see the direction we're going on this podcast. Here's the thing about Miami, guys. Um, it, it's a lot of hype, okay? It's a lot of hype, all right? Uh, South Beach is overhyped. Wynwood is overhyped. Brickle is overhyped. The weather is amazing, which is one of the reasons people move here. But the hype, all right, even if it's a small thing or a small part of what Miami's about, Miami still can live up to the hype if you're if you're about that life. Now, it's extravagant to see that life on social media and on TV, but it's not reality. But some people make it reality. You know what I mean? Where every night a group of girls would go out and they would, you know, hit all the bars and then hit all the clubs and then meet people and then grow their friends and networks and potential date partners. Like that's a lifestyle in Miami. And if that's the lifestyle you're looking for, Miami is the place to be. Now, if you're like me, where my parents are Latino and they brought me here when I was very young, so now I'm I'm raised in, in Miami, that's not really my lifestyle, right? I wasn't brought up in that lifestyle, but some people are. And so the people that I meet that are part of that lifestyle, they present to me things that I didn't even know I was into. Like, I didn't know... I enjoyed uh, grinding to reggaeton at El Patio or Dirty Rabbit, you know, but that's an option now for some, like if I, I'm from Long Island, I got a big family in Long Island, but if I stayed in Long Island, I probably would have been a drunkard in one of the bars that they have there. But now that I'm living it, but instead, since I'm living in Miami, I'm here grinding with lovely Latinas that are about that life. You know what I'm saying? I'm writing memes for that lifestyle. And so it makes me a completely different person, which is exciting in itself because it's a lifestyle that I probably wouldn't have gotten into if it wasn't for the city and its culture. Uh, Kick Rocks, David, what's up? Uh, Lorenzo Sanz says, always have glow sticks on hand in case of power outage. Start a Miami-style rave. Lorenza clearly hasn't been to a party since 2002. Yeah, uh, Lorenza, I don't really think raving is a thing anymore in the city of Miami. I think raving went away early 2000s, I, I think. Maybe maybe I'm wrong in terms of my partying. Uh, but um, the last time I went to a nightclub party in the city of Miami, uh, it was a place where we uh, were dancing uh, to reggaeton, trap music, um, and then the, the most recent thing that I did outside of a party was I went to go see a band at, um, you know what's an interesting place to visit in Miami that's very small, but it's, it's popular, especially amongst the wealthy? Have you guys ever heard of this area called Buena Vista? Uh, I think it's like in Biscayne, like a little up north in Miami. Have you guys been to Buena Vista, Upper Buena Vista? So get this. I went to go see a band because I'm cultural from 
Israel perform there, right? And it's like this funk band. Uh, they're good. I believe they were called uh, Yemen Blues or something like that. And I went to go see this place, right? And I go up to Upper Buena Vista. And I highly recommend it. I mean, if you guys are into, like, Middle Eastern food and culture, and if you want to just be surrounded by uh, rich people from Sunny Isles, I would say, like, Russians, uh, people from Israel, and um, the Mediterranean and all that, Upper Buena Vista is a cool place to go. But get this, man. It's a little too much in terms of the whole spiritual thing. You know, because sometimes I go in. Uh, so me as a comic, right? I go in there and immediately my my comedian radars like kick off. Like I, I go into Upper Buena Vista and I look around and I'm like, wait a second. There's something going on here. I thought this was a Middle Eastern place. It turns out this is where rich people go to pretend to be spiritual. <laughs> you guys have got to go to Upper Buena Vista. You go in there. And you could just feel the wealth. And it, there's so much money that they turn spiritual to the point where it's like they do meditation practices. And they look like the kinds of people that they put on white clothes. They go to the beach and meditate. And then after like on a day of doing absolutely nothing, they get wine drunk at this place. <laughs> and they start, they start putting jewelry on you. And then they start putting like the the seed of life or whatever that is. And then they're just like, oh, you know, you can manifest anything you want in life. It's like, oh, my God, you guys are so rich that you're just self-indulgent in this lifestyle. <laughs> Shout out to Upper Buena Vista. Check it out, though. Still fun. Um, Santos, what's up? Big homie law, Andreina Yaoria. Welcome. Tank to Pon Potoni. You called me out. Yeah, totally. Raves don't exist in Miami anymore, Lorenzo. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Upper Buena Vista. You know, places like that kind of add a little more culture to the city of Miami. So shout out to them. A little too much on the spiritual side for my taste. But hey, man, it's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe eventually once I make enough money being a comedian, I would end up being that kind of person where I would show up to the live stream wearing all white. I probably have like dreadlocks. It'd be like, hey, everyone, welcome. I hope I get to enlighten you with my humor this evening. I would first like to start off by saying detox and cleanse your energy from any misdoings from someone else. And then I just grab a glass of wine. Oh, and by the way, I like getting box wine drunk around these times. So excuse me while I sip on my favorite. Uh... <laughs> um, let's see. What else adds to the Miami culture? Expensive restaurants. So if you ever come to Miami... One of the things you can expect to do is pay a lot of money for restaurants. Um, I used to be the marketer for Sea Spice. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this restaurant. The Sea Spice is this place in Miami River where you can park your yacht and celebrities do so. And then they enjoy like a brunch for party people, right? And you get to network with like, uh, you know, multimillionaires in the city of Miami. And, you, you know, you're cracking open stone crab legs and you're eating, you know, expensive plates the food is good but when i worked there is when i really start I, I worked there in 2016 i believe when i when i started working there as the marketer i really started to get a different sense of what miami is especially for tourists coming here sea spice is one of those places that where you can actually see uh the culture of miami being cultivated in terms of monetary so to go back to what andrea was saying there's a lot of hype in miami but only a small, a small percentage of people can afford it as an ongoing luxury. 
Sure, you can go out and you can go to a fancy restaurant, you know, once every two or three months. You know, you spend four or five hundred dollars on a on a night out with your girl or whatever. Fine, okay, fine. But these are the kinds of people that that that's what they do leisurely. You know, they spend six five to six hundred dollars for two people on a nightly basis. <laughs> and then when you live that kind of lifestyle, then you're living up to the hype that is Miami. For everyone else, uh, you go to the fritanga. <laughs> And you try out some of the great Nicaraguan steaks that they have right there, which, you know, I'm not downing. They're delicious. Okay? So there's a hype when it goes to uh, being either a local or a tourist in Miami that gets overthrown very quickly once you realize that not a lot of people can live. I mean, dude, look at look at Ocean Drive. The, the amount of times that I've been price gouged on Ocean Drive, I'm surprised that they're getting away with it. Jimbalaya says fritanga is expensive too. <laughs> what do you mean this is $12? It's just rice, beans, and a big-ass steak. Yes, I got cacao too. What's the problem? $12? Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I know we live in Miami, but look out for the people, bro. <laughs> no, fritanga is absolutely delicious. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, if you... All right. Let me, let me get back to what I was saying before, before I get to that part. Uh, the amount of times that I've been price gouged in, my, in Miami Beach is mind-blowing on how they're getting away with it. I mean, I've been, I think I saw this online somewhere where, you, where they trick you with the, oh, you know, get one big margarita and then you get the second big margarita for free. And it turns out the one big margarita is $80. And you're like, well, wait a second. Then that means each margarita is $40. $40. Yeah, that's how we get you. All right? Enjoy your big-ass margaritas that you probably can't even finish on your own. <laughs> and then you order, like, that margarita, and then you order, like, a basket of onion rings, and the next thing you know, you're paying $220 because they had a 30% gratuity or whatever on top of that, right? And so next thing you know, and that was just for me, right? $200 just one day out of the blue somewhere in Ocean Drive. And the reason why they get away with it is because Miami is known for people to pay those kinds of prices, because Miami is almost like, it's not called price gouging. They should, they'd rather call it price challenging. I dare you to pay these prices. I dare you to come here, get two margaritas and a basket of onion rings and pay $220. Who, who's up for the challenge? Oh, well, I'm a wealthy guy. Oh, well, I've been trying to impress this girl, so I'm, I'm in. I'm in. How much? $220? Let's do it. Uh, I got two big margaritas and some fried food here for $200. That's right. Oh, you better not be embarrassing me in front of my girlfriends while I'm out of town. Hell no. I'm paying these prices. <laughs> All right. Now, apart, <laughs> apart from that, going into uh, the food that you can eat in Miami at a better price, it's delicious food. As a matter of fact, I think Miami is one of the places in the entire nation that has some really good food. And we got a lot of options. And what's great about Miami food is that it's not only Latino, we got a lot of um, culture. Do we have all the cultures? No. There's, of course, places like New York, unfortunately, to say, is a little more culture than Miami. I'm sorry. Get mad at me all you want. But New York is more cultured than Miami. Because New York is not only bigger, but it houses more uh, uh, cultures from all over the world. Miami is mostly Latino. And then you've got the Russians in uh, Sunny Isles. You've got the Haitians in Little Haiti. 
but it's mostly Latino, so you kind of get like that mix. But the food, nonetheless, is still really good. Like if you go to a fritanga, like a Nicaraguan fritanga, like Yambo, oh man, it's so good in there, right? If you go to um, El Cardinal, that taco place, like in Flagler or Eighth Street or something like that, you know, and you go, it's cash only. Wink, wink. You go there, you try some of the tacos there, like one, two in the morning. Absolutely delicious. Like I would rather eat that than any fancy plate anywhere else, right? Because like when you're eating fancy, it, it's a situation. You know, you got to sit down, you look over your shoulder, you've got Gloria Stefan over there, and then you've got what appears to be Drake or some guy that's trying to look like Drake over there. And then you're just like, okay, I just got myself a $200 Wagyu steak, and now I got to eat it slow because I want to make sure I get my money's worth and get the experience of the complexity of this dish. You know what I'm saying? So when you eat fancy... You can't be yourself. <laughs> when you're out there eating El Carnal tacos, you can be yourself. Oh, slather it with sauce. And don't forget the limes, right? And you know what? Get some corn on the side because I want to make a mess while I'm eating. You know what I'm saying? I just want to bite that on that corn on the cob and just have cheese all over the place. And you know what? Add a soda on top. I want to make mistake after mistake because that's who I am as a person, right? When you go eat fancy, you got to slow down. Okay, because you're about to eat a steak that's absolutely delicious, but you got to slow down in order to get your money's worth. Because if you down it like you would El Carnal tacos, you're not going to get your money's worth. You know, I've downed a steak that was pretty expensive, and I, I'm just unsatisfactory. I'm just unsatisfied. Sorry, I'm going. I'm going too much on a rip here. Let me slow down. I'm too. It's too unsatisfactory to finish a steak way too quickly, especially when you pay too much money. So you got to slow down. You know what I mean? And you got to get your knife out and your fork out and you got to do the slow cuts and you got to dip it in the peppercorn sauce and you got to smell it and you got to do it's, it's got to be a whole experience. Sometimes you just want to get your belly full and get out. All right. So shout out to all the restaurants in Miami that give you that experience where it's only five minutes of you making a pig out of yourself. <laughs> just eating it. There you go. That's my take on where I like to vacation and why people come to vacation in the city of Miami. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another fun episode of this podcast. We try to do it every day-ish, where I connect with the people that like to laugh. You help me find some funny. Shout out to Andrea for the connection of today's joke. You'll be seeing it in a meme shortly. And uh, if you guys want to come out to a comedy show, tonight we're at Dom's and Brickle, and that's every Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Tomorrow night, if this is too short notice, you guys can come out to our comedy show over at Casa Tiki in Calle Ocho, which is another great location for tourists to visit, by the way. A uh, little tourist trappy, too, right? Uh, arroz con pollo over there is $12. It's a bit much. <laughs> Food's still good, nonetheless. And, of course, if you ever want to have a mojito, Calle Ocho is the place to go. Ball and chain being a great example of where to get a good Miami drink. Um, so tomorrow night, Calle Ocho, we're at Casa Tiki at 9 o'clock. Ladies drink free from 8 to 10 p.m., so if you've got a girlfriend or if you're a girl and you've got girlfriends, join us at Casa Tiki Wednesday night tomorrow, 9 p.m., or come a little bit earlier so that you can enjoy the, uh, the drinks that we have at the open bar. All right, everybody, visit MiamiComedy.com to see our events calendar, and I hope to see you at a show real soon. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>